Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. It's Tom Parsevan. He is a longtime regular on the Price of Business. He is my go-to person to talk uh, particularly about uh, what's going on in labor law. And that really is his experience as an attorney, has a unique background with an undergraduate degree in human resources. And so this has been a great passion for him uh, throughout his career. And his website is parsfirm.com. He's located in the uh, uh, greater Houston, Texas area. And, uh, but we talk about stuff that's going on all over the country. And something that's really going on all over the country with far-reaching implications is this election cycle. Um, you know, there's a lot of things hanging in the balance. One of them that's very important is the future of labor law. And uh, I think this is a, a very timely topic. Uh, good to have you back on. With that, kind of set the stage. Give us your thoughts, your initial thoughts, Sam, and welcome. Thanks, thanks. Well, you know, I mean, the the the, the big questions, right, are are can the Democrats gain a few seats in the Senate? Um, you know, Joe Biden has specifically indicated that he wants two seats, uh, which would uh, basically allow him to sideline Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin and, 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 and pass, you know, an agenda uh, with 50 votes in the Senate. And then the other question, and, uh, and this is the tougher challenge for Democrats is, is if they, if they can hold the Senate, can they, can they also hold the house? Um, uh, And, and it's kind of interesting because the Senate normally would be, I would argue might be a little bit more skewed in favor of Republicans. Democrats have to win some red states to, 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 to have Senate control. But this particular year, uh, the, the draw, you know, only a third of Senate seats come up for election each, each two years. And the draw of seats is, uh, you know, an, an incumbent is a little bit more favorable for the Democrats. Oh, yeah, two to one. Not really little. It's almost two to one. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Um, even though with that, with this, in any normal election years, with the kind of uh, economic issues that Biden is dealing with, and a lot of Americans, I think, perceive that he's doing poorly, um, he, he should be taking a beating. But this kind of shows you how poorly the Republicans have handled their side of the election situation. I think the Senate is going to look exactly like it does right now, numbers-wise, I think uh, I think Republicans are going to win the House, though. I, I just I just don't see how the Senate, how the uh, Democrats, uh, you know, can can maintain it based on what I'm seeing. But you know, I've never seen um, a Congress in midterms so hard to predict. But then again, every election, be it the White House or the midterms, are getting harder and harder to predict. Yes, yes, no, no, no doubt about it. And and I, you know, I, it's a it's a very very kind of interesting and in weird world in the sense that, you know, you, you, Roe v. Wade has, you know, casted a, a, a shadow over, over this uh, election. Um, and, and it, and it's very weird because the party that is completely out of power has managed to get, I think, you know, arguably the most notable, uh, you know, policy victory uh, during the time period where the other party uh, is in power. And so, you know, some of that kind of uh, midterm drop off that that is historical, um, you know, doesn't doesn't seem as likely to happen uh, because, you know, I, I think if you if you look at what what has really changed the last two years, 
I, I think you can make the argument that the most significant change is the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, over yeah. which was obviously done over Democrats' objections. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and honestly, that is going to be a reason why the Republicans don't pull off a, a t- not a typical, we're talking like, you know, the kind of midterm elections you had. I was expecting uh, six months ago, seven months ago, before the Roe versus Wade, I was expecting almost, you know, a 1976 uh, you know, uh, election, um, you know, uh, not 76, 74 uh, midterm with Watergate. And, uh, nah, that did not, that, you know, right after Watergate. That did not ha- that's not going to happen. Uh, that was, of course, historic, one of the biggest uh, losses for Republicans ever, and it took 20 years to uh, even get a, a strong footing again after that. But, again, thanks to, I, I would argue, Republican mismanagement, Republican mishandling, um, you know, and Wilbur Wade was out of the legislative branch's hands, but there are so many other things going on, including the narrative that they had about it. Uh, that they could, they could control and and did really a, a very poor job. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, so labor law. What are the implications, though? I I mean, I think you know what what you could potentially see is you know the 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 build back better kind of plan come into play. Family leave was dropped from that very very quickly. Um, you know, but I, it, it's, it's hard in this environment, right? Government spending is, is, is not going to be, is not going to be favored because, you know, we're, we're in inflationary times, right? So, so it's kind of hard to predict given the, given the environment. Uh, but, but, but I could definitely see some type of, uh, you know, some type of paid family leave, uh, uh, coming into play even if the republicans win i think i think you know when when let's say one chamber i think it's relatively low-hanging fruit that that theoretically um you know could could get could get passed through yeah you know the whole problem and this is this is what really bothers me uh i think some of the most innovative policies around family leave have actually come from the republican side when you look at the fiscal situation, you know, you and I both know uh, Americans are working way beyond 65 anyway, most Americans. Uh, and I think even most Americans want to work beyond that. And so uh, these ideas of trading some of your Social Security years for family leave, like what Marco Rubio of Florida has proposed, that's a pretty common sense idea. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I mean that's definitely that's definitely one way to fund it. I mean, you could fund it through social security, you could fund it through uh, you know, unemployment uh type systems. Um, you know, there 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 are definitely, you know, there are definitely options and I mean, I I would I would I would guess uh, I mean, if you if you if you increase payroll taxes across the board by let's say point zero 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 five percent i would i would bet that you could at least fund family leave for for you know for new parents um and being a new parent myself with a one-year-old um you know i uh, i think uh i think that's a that's a hugely hugely popular uh thing that uh, i'm just shocked that these two parties haven't 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 figured out <laughs> how to 
yeah. how to do it. With a thirty-one trillion dollar debt, <laughs> I, I, I'm not as shocked, you know. And, and I, I like, you know, the fundamental idea that, uh, you know, uh, I hate the fact that we have toll roads, but toll roads need to be paid for. I think those who use them should pay for the toll road. You know, uh, I think those who are going to use family leave uh, should pay for family leave. I mean, it's just kind of a fundamental basic idea. Make it very simple. You know, you're, you're not even talking adding years to waiting on Social Security. You're talking about adding months for waiting yeah, yeah, for weeks, Social Security. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah, no, Maybe I, I agree. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I mean, and then, you know, only ones – yeah, I, I, I'm being generous because I don't want to get uh, – you know, I don't want to be caught, caught. But you're right. It's weeks. So why not? You know, take your family leave. Have, a, uh, you know, the important time you need. Then you're retiring in October – instead of April, you know, or May or June, whatever it is. Won't make that right. big of a difference, but it will have a profound impact on taking care of your child. I, and you. I, I mean I, I mean I agree, I agree. I would if 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 the if the choices are to, you know, that or nothing, you know, that you know, that that is a that is a that is a very, very viable option. And 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 I think one that most Americans would accept. See, and I think I get the sense that the Democrats fundamentally don't like it because I don't know why, but they don't they don't like the fact that individuals are being required to pay for their own is the sense I get. They don't like that. I think they like the idea that it become standard operating procedures available to everyone. And I think there's even concern by some, particularly of the very, very hard left progressives that they exist. Just like Republicans have their own crazies, who uh, fundamentally are concerned that that becomes some kind of normal operating procedure where, hmm, why don't we have more individual responsibility for whatever benefits that they get that they uniquely get? Right, right. I, I, I mean, I think I, I also think that any any time taking money away from Social Security comes up, that that seems to be kind of like a a, a sensitive a sensitive issue. So uh, I think that's also, uh, you know, a potential cause as well. I mean, I don't think it would be a lot of money in the, in the grand scheme of things, but social security already, I mean, isn't it, isn't it supposed to not be able to provide the same benefits by like 2030 or something like that? And, you know, the other, oh, yeah. the other kind of, the other interesting thing too, is that, you know, uh, I, I think the COLA increase on Social Security, the cost of living adjustment this year because of inflation is going to be like 9%. So, so I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that, that number, if it was 2030, it's probably going to be like 2029 now or something to that effect. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely insane the way they uh, they look at uh, Social Security, uh, you know, because, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, I think one of the main reasons why they don't want it to be used now is because it will be more valuable now than it will be then. You know, so, so let's yeah. just wait. It's more affordable uh, for us to wait. The whole argument, and, and they, what you said is very accurate. Uh, 2030, you know, around that time is, you know, we're supposed it's supposed to be bankrupt. But you know, as you know, I've been working in this stuff for decades. My first campaign on the staff of a campaign was in the, uh, you know, it was in the, in the early 1980s. 
And so I have been hearing, and I worked for the U.S. Senate in the 1980s. Yes, I'm old. I know that. But anyway, um, back then, you know, I was involved, uh, you know, our, my senator, my boss was involved in, in talks about how do we save, uh, you know, uh, Social Security then. Then there was predictions of 20 years and it's going to be smoke. We, this is pretty common, and somehow they figure out how to keep it going. And, and a lot of it, I think, is designed to get uh, uh, voters terrified to, to the benefit of whichever party is exploiting the uh, death of Social Security. I, I think a lot of it is demagoguery. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it's a, I, 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 it's shocking to me that, I mean, I feel like they've been talking about Social Security running out of money since at least the, the 90s. And, and, no, it was and the 80s never, when I heard it the first time. Yeah, the 80s. Well, well, I was born in 85, so the first time I heard about it was in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> You're born in 85, and my first child was born in 86, so that puts a little bit of perspective on, uh, on everything. Yeah, uh, it was the 86 tax reform of uh, Ronald Reagan, the second one that was essentially a tax increase, but he, he preferred to call it a tax reform. Part of it was designed to save a dying Social Security. But you're right, another big one in the 90s. Every decade they do that. And so we're, we're to believe it's in life support. So what else, though? What are some other things that you can see be affected by these election results as we uh, wrap it up? Uh, I mean, I think uh, I, I think marijuana is kind of another another interesting issue. It, 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 and it does kind of affect employers, uh, you know, to some extent. Uh, you know, I, I recently had a case involving whether a person who who legally uses uh marijuana under texas law uh you know is 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 subject to the reasonable accommodation laws in texas Uh, under federal law they would not be but but um you know under the americans with disabilities act so 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 that'll that'll also be kind of another another interesting issue that i think if the dims could get 51 i mean 52 in the senate I wonder. I wonder if they'll be able to pass anything that would at least not legalize it nationwide, but at least take it off the the schedule. And uh, and that would be great for uh, you know marijuana companies in terms of them being able to uh, you know go to banks and deal with things interstate and things of that sort. Yeah, I was really grateful or very happy to see the federal government. Uh, essentially pardoning uh, a huge huge numbers of people who were in for common use. There's a term for it, like common use or individual use, not not people who sell it. I thought that was that was a definitely a step in the right direction. Kind of a weird timing. It's one of those things he could have easily done at the beginning of his administration, but I, I guess the political value just we'll keep him in jail for two more years. <laughs> wow. Well, I know I'm cynical. I've worked too many campaigns. By the way, both parties can do that kind of cynical behavior. It's not uniquely Democrat or Republican. Republican, but I was thrilled by that, and that's not overdue. I'm not for federal legalization for marijuana. I think uh, there's a quandary about what the good and the bad of that needs to be dealt with. But I do believe in federal decriminalization. Of marijuana, and those two things are vastly different. One is saying the federal government doesn't have a stay on that; let the states decide. And the other is kind of a blanket policy where, and it takes away that ability that 
that we originally had when this country was formed for states to kind of be like laboratories and figure out what works. I like to see that remain in play. Right, right. And and I mean, that's definitely I, Biden. Biden definitely has not been a a, a pro pro weed person throughout his political life. So I think the the furthest he would ever he would ever stretch is to just take it off the schedule. I don't I, I, do, I do not think that uh, there's the political will to, to legalize it nationwide um, it, it, with with things composed the way they are. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Very good uh, overview of what's going on, really good assessment on the implications, and I think it's long overdue to come up with a sensible po policy on uh, family leave. Um, we are one of the, uh, we are really one of, if not the only, depending on how you define an advanced country that doesn't have such and, uh, on, a, on a federal level, and it makes really uh, perfect sense, especially if those who are enjoying it are paying for it. Why would we begrudge that? To me, that makes perfect sense. So, always enjoy having you on. Follow us real quick from you, Hassan, as we wrap it up. And mention your website one more time, please. Sure. The website's parsfirm.com, P-A-R-Z-F-I-R-M.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be it's going to be a very, very, uh, like, interesting election. And, you know, a lot of times you feel like at least one party is, is pretty clearly favored, uh, you know, to to pick up. Uh, a lot of seats, um, you know, especially in a midterm, and 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 this election, I mean, it, there 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 there's a wide range of possibilities. Yeah, no question about it. I am Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business, and uh, stay tuned for more after this.